0: Grace, mercy, and peace are yours. From God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. Last week, we began a sermon series on Hebrews chapter 11 entitled, By Faith. We learned from the writer to the Hebrews a definition of faith. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Today, we begin our tour of God's hall of faith as the writer to the Hebrews leads us down that hall We enter room one and the writer to the Hebrews talks to us about creation. Let's take a look at Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3 as our text this morning. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. If you've spent some time watching professional baseball games, you probably have run across a game when the manager and the umpire have gotten into an argument. Sort of comical, isn't it? To watch two grown men go nose to nose, toe to toe, yelling at each other. And have you noticed this? That nothing ever changes? No argument from any coach or manager has ever made an umpire change his mind? In fact, it seems that the only thing that does happen really hurts the team. If the manager argues too much, he gets thrown out of the game. We live in a world where arguing seems to be a way of life right now. And doesn't it seem that we as Christians also struggle sometimes in our our zeal to defend God, and our zeal to defend our faith, we sometimes fall into the trap of arguing, don't we? How well has that worked? Maybe one of the topics that Christians are forced to defend more often than than many others is the idea of creation versus evolution or some other way that the world has come into being. What the writer to the Hebrews reminds us today is that arguing about that probably isn't going to solve very much because the way that you and I have come to believe that God put this world here in six days is by faith by faith worked by God himself. So today, as we think about that blessing of faith and the power of God's word to bring us that faith, we'll talk about not just God's power in creation, but the faith he's given us to believe it as we look at this six-day creation. We're going to look at it with two things in mind. First of all, that creation is the work of our triune God. And then secondly, that you, as God's people, you, as a creation of God, are special to him. Maybe it seems a little bit interesting that we aren't starting with a person. After all, we're walking through God's hall of faith, right? But the first stop that the writer to the Hebrews takes us on in this hall of faith tour is a demonstration of exactly what faith is all about. Being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Really, a trust in creation, believing what God says about creation sets the stage for our faith in all of the other stories that the writer to the Hebrews is about to share with us. If we don't believe God about what he says happened at the start of the world, how can we believe anything else that God has said? And so the writer to the Hebrews takes us back to the very first page of scripture, the creation of the world. He reminds us how everything got here, how we got here. And he reminds us that it all happened with God's word, at God's command. We understand that the universe was formed at God's command, the writer to the Hebrews says. No, we weren't there. No one was there except God. What a blessing to us that God has written down his account of creation, his eyewitness account of how he brought this world into being in Genesis chapter 1. Earlier we read just day one. I encourage you this week to read all of Genesis chapter 1, to marvel again at the God's power and his love and his care and concern put into the creation of this world. The universe was formed, the writer to the Hebrews says. That's how our NIV text translates the Greek word. Maybe just as nice of a translation would be the word framed. I kind of like that picture better. Like like a painting hung with care, making sure it's just so. God framed all of the things in this world so that they came out just the way he wanted them writer to the Hebrews says that this all happened, that what was made or what is seen was not made out of what was visible. The writer to the Hebrews seems to be letting us know that God created all of these things from nothing. He simply said the words, just said, let there be light, and there was light. And as simple as that seems, creation certainly isn't simple, is it? One look around this world reveals the complexity of God's creation. The order that God established in this creation. Things like days and seasons and tides and the rain and all of the different things that work together in harmony. What God did to put this world in place simply by using his almighty word is truly, truly amazing. A couple of weeks ago, I asked for some responses to the blessings of COVID-19, and one of the most common common comments that I got from people was simply this, we are eating more meals at home, not so much eating on the run, and that has happened at my house as well. Maybe, like me, many of you have dusted off some old recipes and, and donned the proverbial chef's hat and made dinner for your family. Sometimes we even refer to dishes that we make as creations. That's not wrong. But perhaps to make a distinction between what God did at the creation and what I might do in the kitchen, we can differentiate between creating and making. When I cook something, when I prepare a meal, I already have the stove and the oven. I already have the pots and the pans and all of the utensils and all of the ingredients are there for me to follow a recipe and make the dinner. Not God. God created out of nothing. He put everything into this world for the very first time. Can you imagine standing in the empty space where your oven is supposed to be and first Putting an oven there, creating it yourself, and then creating all the pots and pans and utensils, not to mention the ingredients for your dish, and then serving dinner to your family. Gives us an appreciation, doesn't it? For the almighty power of God, that God put this world into existence out of nothing, simply by using his word. What a blessing that we experience the joy of living in this beautiful creation of God, even a creation stained by sin. As mentioned earlier, this is Trinity Sunday, a Sunday in which we pause to think about that truth of the Bible that really is beyond our capability of understanding. That our God is three persons in one God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And although in the Creed, we talk about God the Father as the one who put the world here. The Bible makes pretty clear that all three members of the Trinity were present at creation. We call God the Father the Creator and, and rightfully so. And yet, John, or the Holy Spirit certainly was present in Genesis chapter 1 when we read that the Spirit hovered over the deep. And John chapter 1 reminds us that Jesus also was present at creation. That nothing has, that has been made was made without him. Colossians 1 tells us that all things were created for him and by him. So yes, the Bible teaches us clearly that our triune God, the three-in-one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, put this world into being in six days. Moses wrote that in Exodus chapter 20, For in six days God created the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them. Maybe you've noticed. To this point, I've skipped over those first two words, the the words that serve as the theme for this sermon series, by faith. The reason I did is because we all know We know that not everyone in this world believes what God says in his word. Not everyone believes that the world came into being in six days by God's almighty word. And yet, we live in a world, don't we, where God's word and man's word are pitted against each other? Where what God says has to be the opposite of what man says? where, Where God and science are pitted against one another? And it's sad. It's sad that Christian, as Christians, we struggle sometimes to prove creation because God simply allows us to, dream, to believe that by the faith that he has given us. Evolution has been around now for over 150 years. And at the heart of evolution is this idea that simple organization, or, organisms have become more complex over billions and billions of years. I'm no scientist and so I'll leave the science to other people. But one thing we can conclude for sure, the purpose behind a teaching like evolution or anything else that takes the place of God's word as the as God, telling us God is the creator of all things, they have one thing in common. It's a denial of God. Let me explain. If I can put forth some sort of theory, some alternate way that the earth got here, other than an almighty creator, then I don't have to answer to the almighty creator. If the world got here some way other than an all-powerful God in six days, then maybe I can be in charge of my own life and I don't have to answer to someone else. Really, the idea of belief in creation versus any other way that the earth became came into being is an answer to this question, who is the Lord of my life? If I try to be and want to be the Lord of my life, then I'm going to look for another explanation. But if God is the Lord of my life, then what he tells me in his word, that is what I'm going to go with. But that that knowledge, that faith didn't come to me on my own. I'm not better than other people out there that don't believe in evolution. How thankful how thankful we should be as God's people that he has given us the faith to look at these words of scripture and take them to heart, believe them. What a blessing that we have faith in not just the creation of the world, but in everything that God says in his word. And I don't know about you, but I'm thankful to be on God's side, listening to what God has to say, because God is stronger, more powerful, and wiser than me or any other human being as well. Maybe that's a good thing to stop and think about in the current situation in our country today, that the power at work in creation is still power that's at work in our world today. Think about that for a minute. The same God who, by his almighty word, called all things into being, He's still at work, and that word is still at work in our world today. It's God's word that has the power to overcome unrest, to overcome racial inequality, to overcome rioting and disagreements. It seems like our country is in one big argument right now, and that you have to take one side or the other. Now frustrating that can be. And maybe there are times as God's people that that we get upset by the attacks on us or on Christians or on the Bible or on our God. And we feel like defending God and, and arguing. Again, I think you know that that kind of arguing usually doesn't help very much. It's sad that we've lost the opportunity or lost the ability to sit down and simply have a profitable discussion, even when we have disagreements with one another. But it's amazing. You and I have something so special. We have God's word. And that same word that called everything into being, let there be light, God said. It's that word that lets God's light shine in the hearts of all people. And it's God's word that will change people's hearts. One more reason for us to marvel once again at creation today. All of us are created. Every single one of us was put here by the almighty creator. And there is no difference. We're all special creatures, special creations of holy God. All equally loved. All equally redeemed. All equally special to God. That's right. Every single person in this world has been created as equals. Certainly sad, the racial inequality, the other troubles that we have in our country. But God has given us a message of love. Love in Jesus. Love, like Jesus does, where every single soul is important. And maybe it starts with me and with you. Let's look for ways that we can demonstrate that love of Christ to all people. That we can be the difference makers by demonstrating the same love that Jesus has for us. And you know exactly what that love is. Jesus went to the cross, paying for all of your sins, all of my sins, the sins of the whole world and preparing a place for us with him in heaven. Let's look at all people as Jesus does, as redeemed souls, souls for which Jesus shed his blood to win forgiveness and eternal life. Some takeaways from our sermon today. First, number one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit masterfully created this world. Yes, our triune God not just put the world into being, but the three in one continues to sustain and preserve that world. Secondly, we are God's handiwork, special to him as his redeemed children. The Apostle John wrote this in his first epistle, How great the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called the children of God. How special is that? And finally, number three, we lean on the Creator's love and power when life is difficult. Look around and remind yourself of that power of God. Maybe if you feel like it, share in the comments this week in the online friendship register what part of God's creation you love to look at, to think about, to be a part of or be in that gives you that reminder that you serve an awesome creator who loves us and takes care of us every single day. One of the things I love to do is look at the stars. It's truly amazing to think of how many stars are out there, not just in our galaxy, but perhaps even in galaxies beyond our. It's so vast, it's, it's impossible to comprehend. Maybe you've tried to count the stars. How impossible is that a task? Maybe you also know this, that, that you can call the star registry or email them and for the low, low price of $25, they will give you a certificate naming a star after you or someone that you love. I find that a little bit interesting because the Bible tells us the stars already have names. This passage from Psalm 147 verse 4 reminds us that it's God who determines not just the numbers of, number of stars, but that he calls each of them by name. Think about that for a moment. God, in this vast universe filled with stars, knows the exact number of stars and has a name for each one of them. God calls you by name. He calls you his own, his own redeemed child. He gives you the strength to live every day, no matter what comes, trusting in him and in the gifts that he gives through Jesus. We are his. As we face whatever we face in this life, we do so with the strength of the triune God behind us and the power of that triune God leading us. But most of all, we have his love. Love that calls us his own children and heirs of eternal life. Let's live in that love today and spread that love to others. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard and keep your hearts and minds. In Christ Jesus. Amen.